The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. First Cappuccino podcast for 2023. My guests today are Sachin Lathy and Constable Laurie McCann from the Toronto Police Service. A uh, bit of a twist, though. We are talking about running, hence the reason I've got these two uh, runners on board. Um, now, before we kick off, uh, neither of my guests are sports coaches, although, Sachin, you do a lot of uh, training as well, don't you? One-on-one training. Um, well, I used to. I don't really do that much anymore but yeah i mean i can i can do it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and laurie i know that you've guided a few people through as well so what we're given is general advice on how to get better at your running and as a lot of people do in the new year they uh take up running as a hobby uh maybe it's for their mental health maybe it's for their fitness uh so let's get it started so uh so sachin just to give you some idea mm-hmm. of what he's gonna do in 2025 Sachin is going to attempt to run across Canada. Uh, how many kilometres is that, Sachin? Roughly off the top of your head. Uh, 7,300. There you go. And how many kilometres a day will you be running? Well, the goal is to, I'm training to break the record for the fastest run across Canada. So that would be 66 days. So in and around 108 kilometres a day. Yeah, there we go. And yeah, so that, that's what I love about runners. You can mention kilometers and distances and times and they're like, bang, bang, bang. So that's uh, um, Sachin. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me just uh, add to that. Um, yep. I, I wouldn't call myself an, a runner, but I'm an athlete. So I do that with everything I do. Yeah, that's all good. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, man, you're much more of a runner than I am. But then again, that's not hard. And then Laurie, uh, who... At the ripe old age of 27, is still running, and I showed my workmates <laughs> this today. She ran 7.7 k's with an average time of about 4:49 this morning. What time was that this morning, Lori? That was at 4:15. Yeah, so she runs most days. Yeah, that yeah, not even with a set of roller that's skates. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. No, six six days a week. It's an addiction. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. All right, so you guys know that normally we start off with a speed round. So today what I'm going to do for a little bit of a twist is the Mental Health Foundation in New Zealand has these. These are called Reconnect cards. So I'm going to draw three cards out for you each. We'll take it and alternate goes, and then we can go from there. So, Sachin, do you want to go first or should we, Laurie? Ladies first. Yes. Okay. You're so kind. That's the the friendship (laughs) that I love on this. Okay. So, Laurie, how do you take a moment to check in with yourself? Um... This is worse than the speed round, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I take? I just kind of um, that would be a quiet time by myself. Yep. Uh, where you just kind of reflecting. Okay. Uh, do I need to take a break? Do I, you know, too much going on? Take a breather. Uh, how am I feeling? Right. And you can't do that if there's noise around you. So it's taking that time, whether it's five minutes sitting in a room where there's nobody else, just to check in. All good, uh, Sachin. If you could live anywhere in the world. Where would it be? I can live anywhere. That's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Um, 
as long as I have the right people around me, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Yep. Yeah. Home is where a good time is. That's what I always tell people. Yeah. Uh, Laurie, what's something that people may not know about you? That I figure skated for 19 years. Mm, so I've heard. Yep. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. And you know I that, didn't but know most that. people don't. Yeah, yeah, See? I know. Yeah, yeah. She's challenging me to an ice skating race when I'm up there, such, and I'm a little bit worried. Um, no, you shouldn't be. She's figure skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you have not you have not seen me skate there, my friend. Um, yeah. What is something, Sachin, what is something you're grateful for? Um, purpose. Boom. There you go. Um, Laurie, last one for you. Does your family have any special traditions? How come I'm getting all the hard ones? <laughs> uh, well, I guess just with the holidays and stuff, right? We always... Oh, well, here's, a, here's one that, um, you know what, it was out of obviously tragedy. My mom passed away um, six years ago from cancer, but uh, we have a candle and mm -hmm. a picture of her. That every time we have a special occasion, uh, we light that uh, candle and have her picture and she's with us for every occasion. Nice. Yeah, like a recent promotion and not mine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sachin, are you a texter or a caller? Text. Boom, done. There we go, right there. See, yeah. that was, see how easy that was? Like, <laughs> nothing. Away. But I'm a very, I'm, I'm a simple person, and Lori's a more complex individual, so yeah, the answers are Wait more complex for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, and so it begins. Okay. okay. All right. So, Lori, yep. I'm going to ask Sachin the same question. Why do you run? Mm. Well, uh, for me, it's my mental health. That's, it's, it's what works for me. So that's why I, people, people think I'm crazy because I run six days a week, but it works for me. Yep. Uh, if I miss a couple of days, uh, it's not pretty, right? So it's when I, I do my best thinking while I'm running. Men, it's on the toilet, so I hear. But mine is running. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But I hear. I mean, uh, no, yeah, but I she's right. Like, she's, no, but she's right. I think yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I did my best. I, I clear my head when I'm running. I, I really do. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Sachin, what about you? Why do you run? Oh, I guess it's evolved over the last two years because I wasn't a runner two years ago. No. So I guess at, at the beginning when I first started, it was for my mental health and it's just transformed into a tool to help other people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, Laurie, I know from ex-police college mates of yours who uh, I'm thankful for, uh, but you're a bit of a, what I call a gazelle when you were at uh, police school. But you, you were fairly fast anyway, weren't you, when you were naturally training, doing your police cadet training? Me? Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't a runner when I got on the job. I didn't start. So I got on the job when I was 26. Yeah. I know I'm only 27, so that's weird, yeah. right, when I've been yeah. on 20, almost 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, time stops in my world. So uh, I, I ran because I had to, not because I wanted to. And then four years later um, – I was asked to do a half marathon. So you go from like really no running to, okay, sure, I'll try that. And I have one speed and I've tried to slow down and I'm just not good at it. Now with teaching at our college and teaching our recruits, I actually had a recruit come up to me recently and went, I remember you, you're that crazy fast runner that ran with us. And I'm like, I'm glad I left that image with you. <laughs> so yeah, cool. so it's good when I can show them up and I'm double their age. So I kind of like that. That's good. That's good. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, and Sachin, you come from... Uh, a bodybuilding um, competition sort of background and then um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then mm -hmm. you pick up running and I mean you're a big you're a big guy you're a big muscular guy mm -hmm. 
Um, Laurie's mm-hmm. got sort of that whippet greyhound figure, whereas <laughs> yeah. you, you don't. You have like the big. So how was that for you? And how did you get started? So when I first started, I was um, I had more of that bodybuilder look to me. Yeah, I was probably in around uh, 190 something pounds, 10 percent body fat, something like that. And it was fairly thick, but um, you know, through running, your body kind of adapts to what you're doing, right? And um, my body's kind of transformed through it. And it was, you know, it's difficult, it's hard, but you have. What I did was try to find ways to mitigate the issues that I had, or the pains, or the you know, discomfort. And over time, my body's transformed into a running physique, so I don't really look much like a bodybuilder anymore. I'm probably sitting around 180 pounds, maybe 10 to 15 pounds lighter. But um, yeah, so I haven't really. Did I answer your question? I'm not sure. You're sure. Yeah, no, no, you did. Yeah, 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 you did. So, um, and and how did you get started in it? Like, because let's let, let's be honest, and no disrespect to any of our Brazilian jiu-jitsu brothers, but if you say to them, "Hey, come on, let's give up jiu-jitsu and be a runner," they're going to look at you and say, "Brother, you you've eaten something. Something's not quite right in your world." Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, no, and they would be correct in saying that <laughs> because because um, I didn't want to stop jujitsu. I just was kind of you know obligation has forced me to stop jujitsu because mm-hmm. I just don't have enough time in the day. I would love to be able to still roll every single day and do all the things, but um, I'm investing so much time and energy in what I'm doing now that I just can't afford that. And yeah, I need all my recovery time for from running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes so, yeah. complete. So, no, so, 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 so to answer, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, if I was able to still train jujitsu, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Injuries from running, Laurie, what have you had so far? <laughs> Where do I start? Just bearing in mind the podcast <laughs> is, is only an hour long, all right? I know. So we may run over time. Yeah. Um, my knees are actually fine. Those are the one thing that knock on wood, uh, work. Uh, I have chronic, so I've torn my hamstring, my glute. My IT, um, I now have a torn labrum that won't ever heal. It should stay the same. I now have arthritis in my hip because of that torn labrum and bursitis. So, yeah, the list, it goes on. I've had foot surgeries because of running. Um, it doesn't stop me, though. No. Maybe for a little bit will I have the surgery. But, uh, yeah, so foot surgeries, I think that's it. Okay, let's hope that it stays that way as well. Um, Sachin, yeah. what about you? Yeah. What injuries have you um, had since you started running? And, and no real major injuries, like, uh, you know, little things, uh, nicks and bumps and broken sort of nails and whatnot, but um, nothing, you know, just your regular sort of aches and pains that you would go through um, yep. when you hit the pavement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always seem to have the... I just can't breathe. My lungs are burning. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now this one, I, I asked a couple of people around the office and also our good friends at All OK Canada as well. Here's the question they wanted to answer. When did you last replace your running shoes and how often do you replace them? Laurie, you go first. So I just bought a new pair uh, two months ago and I tried a different brand. Um, it took a bit of getting used to. Because uh, I switched to Hoka's and they have a bit of a rocker. Uh, they're very cushiony because I am a heel striker and that's never going to change. And I replace them probably not as often as I should, to be honest with you. Uh, you kind of look at the bottom of the soles. They say about every 450 kilometers you should change your shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you kind of look at the soles and uh, I go by that as well. So I have one pair on my treadmill. I have one pair at work. 
I have one pair in my front closet. It's ridiculous, actually. But um, no, it's, it doesn't, it's it's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, actually. Don't say that. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> not it's the way our there runners roll. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jiu-jitsu yeah, in there. Yeah, you see that? It. It's the way they. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear. Yeah. I so yeah, it should be every like, with the amount of running. Like, and Satch is doing more than I am. Uh, four to six months, you should change your shoes. Okay. Yeah, Satch, and what about you? Yeah, so um, I have a, I have uh, quite a few pairs for various different types of runs that I, or however my feet are feeling or my legs are feeling, but primarily I wear uh, on shoes on clouds, and um, I've been gravitated to those shoes because for other reasons because of you know they're more of a sustainable brand and a newer company and whatnot. But um, in terms of the most recent shoe I bought, I bought uh, on cloud monsters. And they're a fairly uh, massive shoe. <laughs> it's a lot of cushioning in it. Um, I got that just to try it um, because I've been a heel striker, but I'm changing my mechanics now. So I maybe need to change my shoes. <laughs> I'm doing more of a forefront kind of you know, strike as opposed to heel strikes now. Right. Okay, then. no worries. And just as a little side note for you, and this will give you some idea. If you've ever seen the movie The Lord of the Rings, my wife saw the part of the movie where the dwarf is running across the mountaintop and looked at me and went, oh, my God, <laughs> that is exactly the same way that you run. Huh? Yeah, okay. 90% effort, 10% technique. That's that's the way it works. Um, Laurie, do you have a running support network? I know that both of you are individual trainers, but do you have a support network around you that you can ask questions about running and that type of thing? I do. So I have, it's kind of funny. So before my cousin got back into fitness, she'd be like, why are you posting all your runs on social media that she just found it weird? And I'm like, well, I have a huge running community um, that, you know, that I follow and we follow each other and like, people like Satch, right? You look at him and you go, man, mm -hmm. I have not run enough this week. Um, you know, and you get tips from them and, and obviously reading as well, but yeah, huge support. Um, system online as well as you know real people in real life um mm. that my friends that are runners as well um i've met some great people that we all started out from running and now we're good friends so yeah i have a mostly online but a good support system mm. and sachin what about you do you have a running support network because uh unlike laurie what you're doing is a bit bigger than what most people do and there's i'm guessing there's not an awful lot of people that have run across canada and can give you advice so do you have people giving you advice or people that you can turn to oh absolutely i'm, I'm not uh, unique in any regard <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of people that do a lot of things that are way uh, more impressive than me that's for sure um I'm, i just had a goal to do something impressive but there's a million people that can do it mm -hmm. uh, um now i said that um yeah there's a lot of people i have a community around me i include Lori in that community mm -hmm. um and i i don't really differentiate social media and the real world because you can still receive support i.e new zealand right yeah anywhere it is and um and yeah so i i have a, i also have a coach like i've I, I got a run coach now so he is a person i can talk to on the on the daily and yeah so lou lemon run club this run club over here i just i go to wherever i can yeah to meet with people again yeah, now here's <laughs> here's one I didn't put on your list, but you you two have just mentioned it, so I'm going to mention it to you now, Laurie. When you put up your picture in the morning of you having run or run with your weighted vest on, and same goes for you, Sachin, when you've done a, a run recently, um, mm -hmm. do you put it up there for accountability, or do you put it up for your support network, or both? I, I would say both because I've had I've actually got, and I'm sure Sachin's gotten a lot of these as well. 
uh, you get messages from your followers and friends that say, you know, you inspire me, you, you've inspired me to go for a run, you've inspired me to move like, um, so yeah, I kind of do it for my run community and for myself, right? Is what like when I did the Ottawa half marathon, I posted I was running and that's when I tore my IT and glute. A normal smart person when, you know, the pain came in and I was screaming would stop at 10k, but I'm like I posted this on social media, I have to finish. Mm -hmm. That was not a smart move because I was out for 8 months, but uh no, so that would be the accountability part and then yeah, for my run community to inspire people. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, well, I, I, I just want to uh, piggyback off of that for a second. I think um, it's unfortunate that you got an injury in that run, but I think it's a story that people can remember. And if I think why that's a good thing or how you can frame it as a good thing is that now you've done something that you didn't think you were able to do through, a, through an injury, and now you can lean on that for the future. So awesome. I think that's legit. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah. Well, what was the question again? <laughs> the question, <laughs> so, so the question was, when you put up your yeah. photo uh, yes, yeah, on social yeah. media, do you put it up? Yeah. Do you put it up for accountability, or do you put it up for um, the people that are following your account, uh, or both? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I never really did it for accountability. Um, I kind of do my thing anyway, mm -hmm. but um, I do it because it's therapeutic for me to talk about whatever run I did and the experiences that I had through that run. And if I learned anything through it, then I'm sharing that. So um, it's, I, and then, you know, I try to get a dialogue. So it's not me trying to show anything or tell anyone anything. It's more of people getting an insight into my experience of that day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing I always find with the both of you is really good is that you both have off days as well and you're not afraid to i'm having one today well there you go <laughs> i'm having one to... <laughs> but you're not afraid to post about it like if you have a crap run it's it's actually real and i think that's really important that people see that because but let's be honest we know that there's lots of people on social media who yeah phony wouldn't even begin to describe it so all right so for all the new zealanders canadian falls and winters how do you train in them because uh, let's be honest uh we know that vancouver it's just had a massive snow dump. I've just seen a whole bunch of news clips with people yeah. from Vancouver going, "We're not used to the snow. We just, we don't have snow like this here." Uh, yeah, but it was twenty. It was it was like twenty inches. That's a lot for us here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly. a lot. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. And then yeah. Tor Toronto. I know that you guys got affected by that big storm that came through a wee while ago as well. So uh, clearly, the answer is probably going to be treadmills. But how do you run during the fall and the winter? Because even then, it's still. Fairly bad. So, Laurie, what's the first one on that one? So, uh, before I had my own treadmill at home, um, I had no choice but to run outside. So, I have all the winter gear, and uh, up to minus 25, I'm out there running. I But I have asthma, and my lungs, they love the heat. They don't like the cold. Uh, so, there's a good chance I end up coming home and I have to have an inhaler because I'm having an asthma attack. So, just to avoid that and my old brittle bones here, um, the treadmill is my friend in the winter. Mm -hmm. I will do the odd run outside, but I would say 90% of it is done on the treadmill. And I can I can push myself. You have to be able, and I'm sure Satchel agree, I'm pretty sure, you have to be self-motivated and be able to push yourself on a treadmill. Otherwise, you're going to get nowhere. So you yeah. got to push mm -hmm. it past that comfort mm -hmm. zone, which 
which I can do. So I find my best runs are in the spring outside, even though I've been on the treadmill all winter, my fastest runs are in the spring when I first go outside. And I'm going to assume that you're both, and this goes for both of you before you answer yours, Sergeant, both your treadmills are indoors at your, at your own homes. I don't have one. Yes. There you go. You're always running outside. So what about you, Sergeant? What do you, what do you do? Treadmill. Or, so I use whatever it can do. So for me at this moment, and my training now, I prefer to do it on the road because that's what I need to do mm-hmm. in terms of for training purposes. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not so dogmatic on it. Like, yeah, treadmills are great, right? And wherever you can get the work in, you get the work in. So, you know, it, with weather like this, I'll go to the gym and I'll use the treadmill, I'll use the spin bike, I'll use steppers, whatever. As long as you're putting in work, I don't think it really matters. No, <laughs> yeah, not wrong, not wrong either. Okay, all right, so... So there, there's our answers to our treadmills and how you train in a Canadian fall or winter. He says, just scrolling back up to his questions. Right, here we go. Um, what's your best runner's tips to stay injury-free when you run then? Laurie, you go first, given the fact you're like a piece of... Uh, Chronically injured. Cra- crackly ma- macaroni from the sounds of it, yep. Yeah, so what do I do to stay injury-free? Yeah. Is that what you want to know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, clearly I'm doing something wrong because I'm never injury-free, but... <laughs> Like I joke about it, but I tell people at work, if you see me on the elliptical, it's not a good day. That means I've hurt myself. And and people have come in and go, what are you doing on the elliptical? That's so weird. I'm like, "Mm, let's not talk about it. (laughs) Um, So obviously, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little wiser when it comes to uh, when I have injuries to maybe back off a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my sports doctor knows not to tell me to stop, like to tell me to stop running. He knows I'm not gonna listen um, to a point. So if, if it's that bad, I will stop. With my current, the, the recent injuries I had, I could barely walk. So I really had no choice uh, uh-huh. but to stop running. So I try and listen to my body more to stay injury-free is what I do. Okay. And Sachin, what about you? What would you say uh, your best tips to stay injury-free when you run? Preventive. So like if you're, look, I mean, if you're putting in work, there's going to be issues. It's going to happen. Yeah. So now you want to mitigate the type of issues that you're going to have. So how you mitigate them is by recovery, eating properly, stretching, all the things that, you know, big muscly guys don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the sleep, reality is, um, which I don't get. Yeah. 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 Preventive sleep is probably one of the most important, if not the most important. Yeah. And as you can imagine, as you already know, both of you, law enforcement and then, you know, mental health struggles, that's an issue that we have to figure out. Yeah. Continuously on a regular basis uh, on the daily. But um, yeah. Recovery stuff is, is prior, uh, paramount. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah. And what was the first thing I think, Sash, when I met you, what I said to you, I'm like, do you ever sleep? Because he, he would answer. And I know there's a time change. And he would answer my, on Instagram. And I'm like, why are you up? Yeah. When we first, when we first in, uh, got to, like met up, I wasn't sleeping much then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like last yeah. year, I wasn't, I wasn't oh, yeah, sleeping that... much at all. Yeah. 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 I got a, I got a mad friend in Toronto like that. I can text her at just about any time of the day. And my wife turns around to me and goes, she's not going to be up. And I'm like, Laurie is always just about up. And sure enough, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Okay, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How do you stay motivated when you don't want to run? Um, and I was talking to a workmate today about this. Like, for me, my motivation when I was getting training was Sugar Ray Leonard used to have this great quote when he fought Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And it was, the reason I will is because people think that I can't. So, Laurie, what do you use to stay motivated when you can't run? 
uh, or when I don't feel like running. Yeah, when you're not, uh, not feeling. That's rare, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's rare, I tell you. But this morning, like, so my alarm went off and I was like, uh, I do not want to get up. But then I'm like, what am I going to get? An extra 20 minutes? And then I'm going to feel guilty because I didn't run. So I, I'm like, I need this. I want this. I will feel better when I'm done. So as soon as it was, it's the hardest part sometimes is just getting onto that treadmill or onto the road, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, once you're out there, easy. So I, I just, I talked myself through it. I'm like, okay, you're going to, if you don't run, you're going to feel guilty about not running. So just get up and do it. And what's 20 minutes extra of sleep? It's nothing. So just get up. You're already awake. And then I usually, I, like tomorrow I'm going to be in the gym at work because it's a weight day as well as cardio. But and that's a bit easier because I can have my coffee on the way in. But uh, here, when I have to get up and run, and it's just up and onto the treadmill, uh, sometimes it's not as easy. And I just I talk myself through it, and not, one run is better than no run. Yeah, and once I'm on that treadmill, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, through. Uh, Sachin, I almost didn't make it today, but I made it. You, you better have. Sachin, what about you? How do you stay motivated when you don't want to run? So motivation's a feeling, right? Yeah. And feelings come and go. So if you're basing what you do on a day-to-day on motivation, you're doing it wrong, right? So are you motivated to brush your teeth? Are you motivated to make your bed? Are you motivated to take a shower? No, you're disciplined. That's what you do. Yep. So I think that's the main thing that a lot of people miss. It's not... I'm not motivated to get up and do the thing. I'm disciplined. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's irrelevant. I have to get up and go to work, don't I? I have to go for a 10-hour shift, don't I? So we have discipline to do that. Yeah. We can apply the same discipline to get up and go for a run or go for a walk or go for whatever the dot, dot, dot is. So um, discipline is how you do it. There you go. And Sachin just especially, channeled. Especially for Lori, Lori too, right? Like she's running all the time. What she just explained in that and her explanation was discipline. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. You get up in the morning, you go. That's, That's it. A really interesting because both of you answered that question and I can hear people like Jocko Willink and David Goggins saying almost exactly the same. Discipline brings because freedom. It's, because it's yeah. the way, it's, that's how it's done. There's no other way. No. That's it. Yeah, exactly it's right. Not, it's, not a, it's, it's not a secret. <laughs> no, and there's, no cheat, there's no cheat code either. Hey, okay, no. Laurie, here's a question for you. <laughs> How do you increase your knowledge of the sport? Because I know that you, I heard before that you haven't had a coach or anything else. You're self-taught. No. So do you, yeah. do you read? Do you, do you read magazines? Do you listen to your workmates? Um, I know that you and Sachin have caught up together and you've had a little bit of a chin wag about stuff as well. So how, how do you stay, how do you increase your knowledge of the sport or running in general? I should yeah, say. I do. I have all the running magazines. Yeah. I have all the running magazines and they're, like I have a subscription, so they're just delivered to my house. Uh, and I do read, and I did read David Goggins' book, and I, I still, I told Satch, he's a mini Goggins, right? Not size-wise, but just he reminds me so much of him. And I just got his second book. So um, you read that, and you're like, he makes me feel lazy with <laughs> what that guy does. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I read, and, and I have different running magazines, right? So they all have different – there's a lot of different information in there. There's some great um, – workouts for runners specifically for runners which is great i kind of adapt some of those um exercises as well because i don't strictly run i just i do do weights as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um so yeah just reading and then tapping into my running community right you always pick up tips and tricks and things that you can uh, improve on with your runs because yep. you know some people think you just put runners on and out you go that's how i used to think it was it's not there's yep. so much to it and satch will tell you the same thing especially when you run the distance he runs there's technique is is a huge part of, of staying injury free and to be able to run the distances. 
Yeah. Sachin, what about you? Because, I mean, look, let's be honest. Um, you came from, um, I didn't even do bodybuilding, but you came from a jiu-jitsu background like I do. You know what jiu-jitsu guys are like. We're watching videos. We're reading magazines. Oh, my God, did you see how he did that move? Mm -hmm. um, have you become yeah. that obsessed with your running, and where do you go to for your knowledge? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I was never that guy with jiu-jitsu. I was never that guy for bodybuilding. I was never that guy for anything. I never gave to whatever's about like, um, you know, the sport itself. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, so <laughs> yeah. silly. it sounds so silly, but I never, like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm more of the type of guy who um, does better when I'm in the environment and mm -hmm. learning from somebody. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not, I've never been a studious person where I'm going to sit and read a lot. I'm trying to work on that more now. Yeah. Um, so I do try to read, but I do engage with people. Um, so, like I had to go direct to, I hired a coach. So I mean, I'm, I got, I go to a coach. Yeah. I've got a strength and conditioning coach now. So I'm getting guidance from someone like that. I'm a kinesiologist. So I get guidance from that. So I, that's what I try to do. And I think for me, it maybe is a little bit different because I am coming from a non-running background, like just brand new into running. And I'm trying to achieve something that really is near impossible. Right. <laughs> the, the, you know, cards are stacked against me. And so I have to kind of almost think outside of the box and figure out ways to do things better for me, my body type, and whatever my skill sets are at this moment. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Okay, right. Now, and Laurie, in your opinion, what's the best way for somebody to get started? Now, before I get you to answer it, there used to be a famous New Zealander called Sandy Barwick. She used to be an ultra marathon runner. She used to do loads of runs. I think she once ran around Central Park for something like 36 hours. Ridiculous. But she also used to run past us very early in the mornings when we were doing our night shifts and then the patrol cars. And one day I managed to catch her when she was actually stopped. And she said, when I first started, I was very overweight and I was very lazy. And she said, and the way I started was I used to run from one lamp post and then I'd walk the next and then I'd run the next one and then I'd walk the next one. She said, and I did that for 5Ks. And she said, then eventually my lamppost that I used to walk disappeared and I'd run the whole distance. And then she said, even now when I'm doing ultra marathons and everything else, and we're going back a number of years, she still looks at the next lamppost and says, all I got to do is make it to the next one and the next one. So what, in your opinion, Laurie, what's the best way to get started? Oh, so you wouldn't want to do what I did. And I'm sure Satch was probably a lot like me. I went from nothing to, I told you, my I did a, a fitness bodybuilding competition way yeah. back in the day. And I'm like, you know, I like food too much. This is not working for me. So she says, do you want to run a half? And I'm like, okay. So I went from zero to just running. Yeah. And um, trust me, that's not the best way to do it. So someone that wants to get into running, if do that, you're probably going to get discouraged because you're like, this is not, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot of couch to 5Ks. There's a lot of running um, groups out there, like at the running room or the Lululemon runs. Like there's a lot of running groups where you could start that are people that are on the same level as you are to get you motivated and keep you motivated. I'm a lone runner. I don't like running with people. Um, I know that sounds horrible, but no, it's no. my time. It's my time to think. And will I run with people? Yes. If you know the odd time, um, but usually I don't because it's my time. It's my only time where I'm by myself. So uh, for people that are, um, starting out like take it slow don't don't just think that you're going to go out and run a half marathon because that's not usually how it works right you got to start off like um sandy sandra yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah you do like walk walk for five minutes run for five minutes walk for five minutes run like whatever works for you walk for 10 minutes run for five minutes 
you know, yeah. until you can get yourself to a comfortable pace. Because if you push yourself too hard too soon, you're going to get discouraged. Yeah. Right. Running isn't. You have to baby steps. Yeah. Sachin, what about you? What would you say is the best way to get started? Well, I think just like people, there's so many different ways to get started. I yeah. think it's very dependent on the individual, right? <clears throat> and the type of person they are, how motivated they are, how physical, all the things. So yeah. it's hard to give one specific one or one way. But the, the fundamental sort of transcending sort of premise is just start. Yeah. Just do it. Don't Don't talk about it. Do it. Because mm-hmm. no one likes talker. <laughs> nah, nah. You know how like, beginning, at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Okay, cool, do it. So yeah. in order for that to work, they get, I think first is like have an accountability partner and then yeah. just go, start. And then all the other stuff should uh, settle into place once you start getting going. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. Okay, now, Laurie, question for you and for Sachin afterwards, obviously. How do you breathe when you run? Or do you just get it done? Because I know that there's lots of people who do breathing programs. Uh, they get their breath right. They will say, oh, when I run, I've got a cadence that I've got working and that type of stuff. Do you just get it done, Lori, or, or how do you do it? Yeah, yeah. No, I just get it done. I would. I, I don't even know how I breathe when I, when I run. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, no, I just get it done. I'm not one of those ones that really – Maybe the odd time I'll pick up on my breathing, but I don't have an issue with that. Like my VO2 max is, is pretty high. So uh, luckily, even with asthma. Uh, yeah. So those people that have asthma, that's no excuse not to run. Yeah. Just I have asthma. You. There you go. Okay, see? Yeah. See, so running doesn't, and I have I have atrial fib and it doesn't affect my heart with running. So um, yeah, no, I don't, I just run. I don't even think about it, to be honest nice. with you. Sachin, what about you? Because like, let's be honest, I've done... Uh, four, five, six weeks worth of jujitsu and the whole entire lesson have been about breathing and breathing under pressure and breathing under side control and everything else. Um, is it something that you pay attention to when you run or do you just get the job done? Um, look, I mean, the more you do something, the, the better you want to get at it. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I've been doing running a lot. So yeah. I've been trying to get deeper into the weeds mm-hmm. and into the nuance of everything of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to understand that better. Just like in jujitsu, the more you do it, you're trying to figure out how to do things better, how to move better, how to do takedown, side control, man, all the things. And um, the breathing that's required for jujitsu is very different than running. Cause I mean, I've rolled since I've started running every now and then, and I get gassed very quickly because my breathing isn't jujitsu breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. your heart rate jumps up. It's not like a cardio. It's 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 a fight, right? Yeah. So that's you know. So now I'm like, oh man. Uh, but but that just gets in my head sometimes. But having said that, I think um, the more you do anything, you should always want to get better at it. So if you're not thinking that way, then why are you doing anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Laurie, with watches and music and earphones and headphones and everything else, both of you said that you run for mental health, right? and that you run for to clear your mind to be able to think and everything else and i know i've read books i meditate but i've read books on people who say running is just another form of walking meditation um do you think that people are getting more and more further away from it being a type of meditation and it's just becoming a physical activity with a bit of distraction thrown in i mean what do you think laura do you think that it's moving further and further away from that sort of 
meditation. By using like music and your watch and stuff? Yeah, and all those distractions. You know, yeah. you, see, you see some people that they can't even run if they don't have their watch or I haven't got my headphones and I can't run if I don't have some music on me. How do you, how do you view it, Lori? Well, I do listen to music, yeah. um, but I can still do my best thinking while I have music in, right? Yeah. And maybe that's because it drowns out the other sounds around me. Um, there's the odd time if my headphones die, that I will run without music. But yeah. I am I am one of those people that I like to have my music and certain songs, you know, just bring certain thoughts. So yeah, I like my music. I have my watch. I try not to even look at it while I'm running. Uh, it's just one of those things I can look at the end, see how, you know, how far, I know the distance. I have certain routes, but you know, how, how well I did. Um, so, but, you know, and I've read a lot of articles on watches and technology and uh, don't let it consume you and that you should do one run a week without your watch mm -hmm. just run you know and I've, I've I have friends that are like oh, I don't have a run watch I just run and I'm like what that's so weird <laughs> like I find yeah. that weird I'm like what do you mean you don't track your runs yeah. like I do like um I don't know if like to stay not to stay motivated but to push me I um there's challenges within the Garmin app, right? That I can yep. do to do certain amount of kilometers a, a month and a week and stuff like that. So uh, I don't think it's a distraction. You could, it could be a distraction if you let it. I think if you let it consume you, uh, it's a tool, like we say in policing, like it's another tool on your tool belt, right? Yeah. Um, so no, like I like music. Some people don't like running with music. It's mm -hmm. a personal preference. I don't, Satch, I don't know what you do, but uh, I have to have my music. It's just a thing mm. but it doesn't i still i still get in the meditation i still get in uh my best thinking in the mental health part of it sachin what about you yeah i guess i guess it like again it depends on everybody but for me i'm not so dogmatic i used to be very much so i need my music this that and the other <clears throat> but i realized that for me um it was making me weak <laughs> so like i go to the gym and I go to the treadmill and i'd be on the treadmill and I'm like, oh, shit, I can't be on here for 90 minutes because um, it's going to be so boring. So I'll put my headphones on. So what? So I realized that. And so I went into it. I leaned into it. I was like, okay, why is that not feel good? Let's take the headphones off and let's see what happens if I can run for 90 minutes on the treadmill. And what, that, what I started figuring out was now I was figuring out another way to develop uh, more focus, more concentration, because now I'm on the treadmill for 90 minutes with nothing. And so now it was... It wasn't easy. It took some time to get used to over a period of time. So I spent about three months just on the treadmill inside, even the beginning of the summer, um, to do that. So starting in February, March, April, I stopped using the treadmill. Um, because, but those three months, I, I was using it just specifically so I can get more focused and not have to have headphones. So now I, you know, I have them or not. Mm -hmm. And another uh, another way of looking at it too, at least for me, was I used a lot of these um, tools or technology as uh, as um, benchmarks, or uh, I use them as tools to help me get to the next level. Yeah. And um, so, like at the beginning, when I was using nothing, okay, well, yeah, you don't know much, but the more you understand, the more nuance you understand, then you're like, oh, I want to do a little bit better. So you get a tool to help you track that. And next tool, the next tool. So now I have all the tools, but I'm not consumed by them because now I have goals I can set. If I'm, for me, I need to have goals. If I don't set a goal, then why am I doing it? Like I'm just like I have to do something, so that's kind of my sort of idea or thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. Uh, Laurie, 
You've said that you listen to music. So what are your three favorite tunes when you run? Songs or tunes that you have when you run? Ooh, so I've got some playlists. Yeah. Um, and I have a running one. It's kind of a mix of everything. So it's like uh, 2000 music, a bit of 90s, a bit of today's music. Um, it's faster, upbeat music. But with that being said, I have a country list as well. Like I'm a, I like country music. And uh, so that's some more thought-provoking songs, you know, about their trucks and their girls and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's usually the run one because I've got, it's, it's a good mix of, of kind of everything. Uh, and I will fast forward through certain songs and stuff like that because, like, you know, you can just touch your ear thing and it uh, changes the music. So uh, I will change songs if, I, if I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the top 40s type stuff, but all the way back to, like, late 90s, uh, early 20s, um, 2000s, and then into today's music. Come on, lady. The 80s were the best music era of all time. You know that, but. Anyway, I know, like yeah. Rick Springfield. Come yeah. on now, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's the story. Anyway, uh, Sachin, what about you? Um, there's no real specific song. I do like listening to a lot of Punjabi music. I'm an Indo-Canadian, so I listen to a lot of Indian music. And um, but yeah, there's no real specific song. I'll just play something sometimes, and I'll just I'll just listen to it. And then, then Where you not. go? <laughs> I'll go. I right used now. to listen to pod I used I used to listen to podcasts a lot. Um, but now I mean. Honestly, man, like I, I run so much now, I don't even really care. I yeah, put whatever on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, and I understand that. Okay, so when you see, yeah, people... I couldn't do podcasts. I tried. I couldn't do that. I just yeah. running and podcast didn't work for me. Yeah, no, walking and podcast yeah, is yeah. fine, but running you can't do. That's all good. I no. understand that. Um, no. when you see people answering phone calls, reading magazines, on the treadmill and the gyms, in your eyes, and I had to change this to put it in hockey speak, um, is that a nothing? Is it a minor penalty or is it a major penalty? And you, can, you should be you should be doing something different. Laurie, you go first. Yeah, well, in the mornings, I got to call my kids and get them up. So I'm that person that has to jump off for a second to call them and make sure they're up and out of bed and getting right for school. But answering your phone, no, I won't. I will not answer my yeah. phone if I'm on the treadmill. Now, yeah. if someone else wants to, I don't get it because it's interrupting your run. Yeah. Uh, I used to be able to read on the treadmill. Like I'd have a magazine there and I could read while I was running, but my yeah. eyes are too bad now. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't read it. I can't see the print. So um, I don't do that. Cause people are like, how can you do that? How do you read while you're running? Well, you just, it's, you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't read. I might watch Netflix or, or you know, whatever series I'm watching um, on the treadmill or just music All for right. me. But Answering your phone, I think it defeats the purpose of why you're in the gym. Yeah. It should yeah. Be, unless it's an important phone call. Don't get me wrong. But um, running, you can't run and talk on the phone. Like if you're no. holding a phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get it. You could have earbuds, but oh, I don't know. I, I don't. It's a personal choice, I guess. Yeah. Sachin, what do you think? Do you think it's a, a minor or, or a major penalty and people aren't focused on what they're doing if they're doing that? I'm too focused on what I'm doing, man. I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't really care what anyone's doing. Like I mean, shit, man. I got I got more important things to do than worry about some being on the phone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's always honest. That's a good thing. All right. Now, question for you: Do you eat before a run, or if not, when do you actually stop? Like Michael Jordan, famous for having a steak sort of an hour and a half before he played in an, in an yeah. NBA game, and you know, no worries. But Laurie, when do you? I know you get up real early, so you probably haven't eaten anything, have you, before you start your run? No. So when, when I'm running at home, nothing. I just have water um, while I'm running. 
when I go into work, I'll have a coffee, but I always put in uh, my collagen protein and my MCT oil goes in my coffee. And then I'll, by the time I'm running, I've already had that. And then I'll have my protein and carbs after I run. So generally I don't, depending on what time I'm running at, if it's later in the day, I'll have maybe one light meal, but that is the worst feeling in the world. If you eat and then run, it's not, it's not a good feeling. Uh, Sash, what about you? What do you think for that one? Uh, so on like daily training runs, if I'm uh, going for a run in the morning, um, generally I won't have anything to eat. I'll just go on empty stomach and then after the workout, I'll have something after. Um, and if I'm doing it, uh, a training run in the afternoon or later in the day, and maybe an hour before I, I go for a run, I'll have something to eat. On long runs, uh, I don't eat anything. I don't okay. eat anything before I go. Just yep. kind of go and then consume liquid food. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So. Laurie, um, I know that you do a lot shorter distances than what Sachin does, but what's your recovery meal of choice when you have finished your run? Is it just your coffee and collagen and everything else that you take? So I have that in the uh, like prior to, but um, I'm like addicted right now to overnight oats. Like, so I make them mm, with yeah. oatmeal and I put in protein powder and honey and uh greek yogurt and almond milk and usually sliced banana with that one if it's chocolate protein powder or berries if it's vanilla which protein, protein are you using Lori? which look which it's protein all now it's like pure i'd have to get up and go get it to show you but um i'll go it get better it be from magma. better be from mag better be from oh, magma supplements i don't know if it is actually <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. yeah right I'll so, you away. Just hit me up i'll square, I'll square you away yeah <laughs> okay perfect thanks i think oh. it might be actually magnum but i'll look um it's a good one I'm, we're very particular with the the protein powder so um and i have multivitamins every vitamin you can think of i take as well so that would be my like my post morning run uh meal is it's kind of my thing right oh and chia seeds you gotta throw those in there too yeah um but um like if it's in the afternoon i don't know i don't really Depends what I feel like having. I'm yep. not hungry after a run. That's a weird thing. Like right after I run, that's the last thing I want is food. That's that runner's high, Coffee, though, isn't it? Any, the runner's high? Yeah, the yeah, runner's like I've high. actually missed my turns and stuff because I'm in so in the zone that I was like, wait a second. I remember running. I was at work and I took my lunch to go for a run and I'm like, uh, where am I? I went yeah. way too far yeah. and I missed my turn because you're so in the zone, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time because yeah. we do have crappy runs, but um yeah i have to kind of i need to eat later i can't eat right after i don't know yeah. my stomach to, doesn't like it to be fair and i say this in a loving sort of blue brother way i mean the coffee you drink is closer to a milkshake anyway so i mean it's oh, all here we go. <laughs> hey, I, i'm on your side there brian i agree with you man. i put two milk I'm, in I'm, my coffee what's wrong with you I'm, two? A, I'm, I'm a black coffee dude man and um you know yeah buddy yeah, there you, go, yeah. Oh. Yeah. you know what i feel like the two of you are judging me right now because i put milk in my coffee no no no, no not. anyway uh <laughs> Sasha, what about you what's your favorite recovery meal when you get the chance so honestly i love um so after a big run uh i i <laughs> i'd like to have a pint and like whatever pint like a lager wherever like a little bar or restaurant or something after a big run yeah I'll, I'll get a pint and then maybe a pizza I usually eat a pizza. What's your cheat meal, Laurie? If you have a cheat oh. meal, is it like I'm not looking at the calories, I don't care, uh, or anything else? I'm just going to eat it because here I go. What are you? What are you scoffing? Uh, well, two things. One of my addictions is chocolate covered almonds. That's just mm. That's yeah. Awesome. 
I love those things. Um, mm -hmm. Like the crispy chicken, um, buffalo wing, like dipped in buffalo mm -hmm. wing sauce, mm -hmm. uh, like burger sandwich. Right. And it's got like ranch on it and there's lettuce. So it's somewhat healthy. Yeah, With yeah. Uh, onion rings. Okay, right. Sachin, what about you? And when then you... you go for a long run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Sachin, what about you? It's obviously a, a pizza, or is it something different? If it's like, no, I mean, I, 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 one of my real vices is ice cream. To be honest, I'll, I'll crush a lot of ice cream. So, like, um, the benefit, and Lori mentioned earlier, is because we, we run so much that I can probably get away with eating things that most people probably can't. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm taking full advantage of that. <laughs> Since bodybuilding, I was, I was really restricted. Now, I don't have to restrict the darn thing. See? So I, um, you know, I had a pint of ice. I had a pint of ice cream last night with like six or seven cookies and a donut. And then uh, I know tonight I didn't have anything. I'll probably have a couple donuts or something tonight. Yeah. And yeah. then um, okay, I don't yeah. do that. Almost, almost, every, almost every night I have. Almost every night I kind of cheat. <laughs> nice. You need to be careful if you come to New Zealand because we've got the world's best ice cream. I kid you not. No, uh, hey man, that's perfect. I'll do that, but I'll go for runs. Yeah. I'll yeah, run yeah. twenty k each day. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> all right, now Laurie, you've said that you. You lift weights. You do weight training. What other do you do? Any other types of training apart from running and doing weight training? Is that it? Uh, no, that's it. I used to do martial arts um, mm. for many years. I used to teach it as well. That's something else some people don't know. When I taught oh, kids. What, can you uh, tell so, us what martial yeah. art? Well, so it was a specialized one that um, it was called Wu Gar Moset, which is the Fu Family blend of martial arts. So I did mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. So um, I remember going to one of my work Christmas parties, and I had a grading that day. And it was one of my hardest gratings and I, I killed it. I did a great job, but I was bruised and I'm wearing this really nice dress and my yeah. hair's all done and I got bruises all over me. They're like, what happened to you? I had mm -hmm. a grading. Um, and the person I was supposed to do the grading with couldn't make it. So it was the actual instructor that I had to, you know, do all my ground fighting with. So, you know, it was taken up a notch to say the least. So I had to make sure hey, I failed. Sorry to interrupt, but how how long ago was that when you when you stopped uh, doing martial arts? That oh, probably fifteen years ago. And what kind of martial art was it again? What was it called? So it it was uh so a gentleman named Gary Fu. So it was called Lugar Mosut. So it was a bit of everything, like it okay. kind of combined um, ground fighting mm. with jujitsu, with takedowns, with. Like you name it. Okay, kind of, kind of like a pancreation or, or, or like a submission style, fighting yeah. style almost, right? Yeah, yeah okay. so we, cool. when I went to police college, you know, they would pick on people that had martial arts training. So I played stupid mm -hmm. and they finally caught on to me because it's kind of hard to pretend you don't know how to punch when you know how to punch, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a mini black belt, you know, for um, not motivation, but hey, this is to strive for this. Yeah. on my keychain and somebody noticed it so i was i was called out but uh, uh i did do it and i taught so i would go we would leave friday and go That's home legit, like, there man. all week right That's and then it. i would yeah. i would teach i would train friday night i would teach saturday morning i would train sunday night and then go back to police college uh sunday night the whole time Sachin, what about you what do you train apart from, oh uh, um now all yeah. i do 1000 percent. everything is dedicated to trying to break the record that's all yep. I do. Every single day. That's it. Yeah, because I've looked like on your website there, you are doing a whole bunch of like functional fitness. It looks like you're doing some sort mm -hmm. of sort of Pilates as well as a little bit of weightlifting and everything else. No, so 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 everything that I do now yep. is to make me a better and faster runner. So any um so I have a you know 
exercises I never would have done before in bodybuilding. Yeah. But are really helpful in improving explosiveness, speed, endurance. And a lot of it's just related to feet and ankle work mm-hmm. and um, glute work and stuff like that. So very specific now. And um, yeah, it's all new world for me. Fine. And you know what the cool thing is, man? I just want to share this piece. Got so the last two years, I've, I've done all this running without any sort of professional training, right? And, you know, I've done okay. So I'm, I'm like next level stoked now because I have actual professionals that can actually help me and teach me what I'm doing wrong and I can fix all those things and see how much better I can get next year. It's like pretty cool uh, hey, to, Stan, to be in that position. He sounds like the $6 million it, man, doesn't he? We can rebuild it and faster and stronger. It, and it's like, yeah. If you go back two years or pre-COVID and somebody mm-hmm. asked you, hey, Satch, like, uh, what, do you, what do you think about running? Would you have gone like, are you nuts? I'm not running. I'm not a runner. No, if you, okay. If you knew, if you knew any of my friends from law enforcement or anybody from body, whatever, they would say no. Yeah. No one. I would always talk crap about running. I'd be like, I'm not going to lose my gains. I'm not going to do this, that, the other. I, I was always avoiding running all the time, like every opportunity. So no, I, I wouldn't believe it. But I also wouldn't believe that would I'd be speaking to you. Or uh, Brian in New Zealand because who the heck am I? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I didn't expect you're anything. a big deal. You're a big deal, my friend. Yeah, not wrong. Not now. Here's the here's a question for you then. Okay, no, you're not just a yeah. uh, such. You're not. Trust me, you aren't. Um, so Laurie, who are your running inspirations? Well, I would say the number one is Krista Duchesne, and why you ask? Because mm-hmm. I know you're wondering why. Uh, she's well she's younger than me but she's in her 40s still running she's a running machine i have i've been lucky enough to meet her uh super superhuman she's just amazing person she's got three kids married so she juggles a career um being like you know an olympic runner uh, it just it's an inspiration that she can do all that and still puts her family first and uh that and of course and i i know i know um i mean you have to say terry fox and i know he's one of your faves mm-hmm. uh, because if you know, you just look at what that man accomplished in such a sh- short time, right. And such the little time he had on earth, just, I don't have one person that I look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's just so many that you look at and you go, well, man, if they can do that, why can't I? Sachin, what about you? Who's your running inspiration? And I know that you don't mm-hmm. buy into inspiration or motivation that much, but if you're looking at somebody no, I do look at it. I, I do look at inspiration for sure. There's a lot of people that inspire me to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so sure on like like. Okay, let me. I got. I have to always give thoughtful answers. I can't. This, them, like, really short. There is nothing so, wrong um, with that. Yeah. So like um. <clears throat> so inspiration for me is just something that kind of gets me fired up to do something, right? <clears throat> so there's been three runners that have done that for me. And Terry Fox, number one, mm-hmm. David Goggins, and Cameron Haynes. Mm-hmm. Those are three runners that have inspired me to do something. Mm-hmm. So um, they don't inspire me to run. Not. They, ins- they inspired me to do something given my skills and what I'm capable of to um, do something greater. So I think um, those are the three runners. All right. Awesome. Now, look, we can't all be... David Goggins, or I'm going to add another running name, uh, a Mo Farah or a, Ter- a Terrence Stanley Fox. So should you just be yourself when you run or is it important to have a running role model? I'll take this think? one. 
I'll take this one. I know what your answer is going to be. Go, Satch. I know, no, but I, I disagree with what you just said. That the premise of the question, I think, is not correct. Go on then. Because I think any, I think anyone can be any one of those individuals because they're not unique in that regard. There are a lot of special people. There's seven billion people here, mm-hmm. right? So the, if what I think it is is people have limiting beliefs in their own head that they think they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And only reason I'm saying that is because I was that two years ago. Yeah. And now after a few years, I am not that. And I'm limited only by my imagination. now. So when I hear, and I'm not trying to, you know, be a downer. But when I speak to people and I'm speaking to a lot of people now, and everyone has limiting beliefs. Both of you have been giving yourself limitations in this conversation. And I'm like, whoa, you guys are amazing. You guys are freaking awesome. You guys can do so many amazing things that you probably don't even know how many amazing things that you can do. And um, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to like inspire just by running. Man. I'm just I'm trying to inspire because I was exactly the both of you two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I broke that ceiling. And I'm like, forget that shit, man. We can all do something amazing if we want to. Boom. You can't top that, Laurie, so I'm not even going to ask you that. I can't even top that. That's all good. Okay, all right. Let's let's move on. Laurie, do you follow a cadence when you run um, or not? No. No? No. No. I I can look at it on my app after the fact. Um, And uh, I know I've been told my cadence is pretty good. Um, So, no, I don't. I I just run. Like I, you, I somewhat pay, don't get me wrong. I do pay attention to my stride and I do pay attention to my posture and stuff. Um, because uh, I, I was doing this one thing called hooking way back when, which caused injuries. But um, so I do somewhat pay attention to it. But um, when you've done it as long as I have, I started when I was 30. So almost 22 years of running, you kind of, you get used to it. Yeah. You're awesome, man. Yeah. Really yeah. 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 And, and do you look at your training zone? Because I know that lots of people, they will start running and they'll go, right, now I'm in my 132 to sort of 174 zone. So now I'm I'm in my training zone. This is my pace. Do you look at that or you just keep running? Nope. Nope. I don't look at that either. Like I might the odd time look at my watch and see what my pace is. Yep. Um, no, I don't look at any of that stuff. All right. Sachin, what about you? Same, same? Uh, no. <laughs> um, now <laughs> now I do. Now, no, but now I, well, I, I mean... I kind of have to, right? Because then I want to do things better every single day. Mm-hmm. So for me to do things better, I have to understand things. Yep. And then also with the coach now, he's going to tell me, no, we got to be doing this, 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 and this. Because I have to improve, right? Mm-hmm. And for me to break the record, I have to run a pace of five and a half minutes per kilometer for 108 kilometers for 66 days. So that requires me to get faster and, you know, and, and create more endurance. So then we have to look at all the metrics and how they're functioning, where my heart rate is, which zone I'm in, and then start manipulating those things over a period of time. Right. Uh, yeah, no, you got it. That's like, I can't argue with that. That's all good. And like for what you're doing, like you say, you have to improve. So you've got to be keeping an eye on those metrics, I guess, the whole way through. Um, speaking of mm-hmm. metrics, Laurie, hydration, it's such a huge part of running. Like you always mm-hmm. hear people when they start running, you always have – somebody who's a runner in the room, he says, make sure you stay hydrated. Um, Mm -hmm. How much do you drink, Laurie? And what's the first thing that you drink in the morning? It's your, is it your coffee after your run or do you Uh, drink some water beforehand or? So if I'm running in the morning, it's uh, a bit of water and then my coffee with my collagen and um, MCT. And then um, 
I drink water while I'm running. So even mm -hmm. on the treadmill or I have the water pack, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much I'm actually drinking. It depends. It, obviously in the summer, you're going to drink a bit more because you're hotter and you're, um, you're expelling more water, right? You're, and, but I mean, you sweat just as much in the winter. Don't think you don't, even though you're outside, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you, you don't want to drink as much because it's cold out. So that's a big, um, I think a fault of a lot of maybe newer runners and stuff. And I've learned from my mistakes that just because it's cold out doesn't mean you're dehydrated, right? Because you're still sweating. You're still uh, getting rid of, uh, you know, all the salts and stuff. So uh, I put just water. And if you're if you're running over an hour, then you need the electrolytes uh, to replenish those or you're going to start cramping and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't know how much I drink. Like, a, it, not a ton, but, it, you know, you've got the straw with, and I just take sips uh, here and there. Yeah. So I couldn't give you an exact number. Okay. Now, Sachin, you are on a different level because you are trying to calculate everything. And coming from a bodybuilding uh, background, I'm pretty sure that you'll be OCD about the food you eat, uh, measurements and everything else. Are you the same with your hydration or not? Yeah, well, it, it's um, I don't think we ever figured that out, right? It's yeah. a constant effort trying to get better at the thing that I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm looking at the liquid, how much I'm drinking. I'm also testing how much I can, how far I can go without liquid, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm also testing against that, see what I can do in that environment. I'm also testing, okay, in this temperature, how far can I go without water? And so just all kinds of different things, because I'm also trying to train my brain, because, you know, it's going to be hard to do, even like what I got planned for next August. Like I'm planning to run 50K a day for 30 days next August mm -hmm. to do fundraising. And just to, to do that is going to require a, a different mindset. And I'm just trying to find ways to harden a bit more. So I pick days, some days I might run for 90 minutes without any water um, or whatever, right? Like just, so you can, I think you can push your body. I mean, your body has limits to how far it can go without drinking anything. And then also how much electrolytes you, you need. Everyone's different. Your sweat rate's different based on the weather and the, the summertime. And each individual sweat rate's different. And that also means that you need different amounts of electrolytes based on how much your sweat rate is. So, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay, all right. So, uh, two questions to go. So, there's a theory that people who run are either running from their problems or replacing one obsession or, or addiction with another in that case in this case running right what are your thoughts on that yeah. laurie what do you think no nah, i disagree uh running like i said at the beginning yeah. uh running for me is is it clears my head it's good for my mental health gives me clarity and it kind of gives me that calm like it's um i have to do it it's like i say it's an, i jokingly say it's an addiction but it's an addiction yeah um but with like Sat said the discipline i get up every morning because that's that's part of my routine. I get up just like you brush your teeth and yeah. I make my bed. I get up and I work out and yeah. people say, why do you do that? Because I, I want to, it's part of the my question every is, day. The question is, uh, the question is, why don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the real I don't question. have time. Yeah. time. You have time to watch, you know, uh, three hours of Netflix. You have time to work out. It's, it's like an addiction. And you say jokingly that. It, yeah. It, like a good addiction though. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's just, um, it's part of my day. It's not like an added well, feature. Let, it's part of, of my everyday routine. Try, maybe let's try changing that word. Maybe it's like a habit. It's definitely a habit. Right? Yeah. Habit. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, because an addiction has a connotation of negativity to it. And um, there's nothing negative about you getting up in the morning and showing that you have a 
amazing discipline and you try and take care of yourself and you're trying to um, manage your mental health and all those things. So I'm not sure if it's, if it fits the definition of an addiction, I think maybe it's just more of a habit. Yeah. I get called a crazy runner, but I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take it. Yep. Sachin, what about you? What do you think? What was the question? <laughs> so the <laughs> That was me. What was the question? So the question was, there's a theory that people who run are either running from their problems or replacing oh, one right. obsession or addiction with another, in this case, running, right? So, and I'll give you an example because you guys know like yourself, I'm a big Terrence Stanley Fox um, fan, I guess, follower, whatever. Um, and I read a book once that said uh, they wondered whether Terry started off running across Canada doing the amazing that he did during that time, but towards the end there, when he knew that possibly something wasn't right, he wanted to keep on running, whether or not he was trying to outrun everything that was coming behind him, if you know what I mean. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts, Sarge, and what do you think? Are, are people who run, are they running from their problems? Is it an obsession or an addiction, or do you think it's just like a habit, like you said before? Well, I can only speak for myself. Yeah, and that's and... fine, yeah. Yeah, there is some truth to, at least for me, <laughs> not addressing some things in lieu of, you know, doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Now, um, and what that means is, like, maybe, you know, I haven't addressed some of my own childhood mental health kind of stuff that probably mm -hmm. should get addressed at some point. Yeah. But I'm so focused on what I'm doing that I haven't given myself time to address stuff mm -hmm. that I probably should. So, um it's true for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Now here's the last question for you. Laurie, what happens when you get too old to run? What do you do? Have you even thought about it? Cause I mean, yeah. Don't even think uh, about it. Don't even enter it. Don't even answer that question. <laughs> and I'll give you, I'll give you some, uh, like, don't do it. I, I thought the other day, like I was, when I wrote that question, the reason I, I asked that question is, um, I was reading a book by Willie Nelson. Now, Willie Nelson still jogs today. And even now, people are like, my God, there's probably snails in your garden that go faster than you do, Willie. But he still goes out and jogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But um, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always interested to ask people what happens when it finishes or, or will it ever finish? Or will you just go from well, going? Yeah. I'll keep running as long as I can. But I mean, I have a, there's a gentleman that lives not far from me. And uh, this, I say he's a cute old man and he is, and he's so sweet. And he runs every day. I watch him and I'm like, and I told him one day, I'm like, you're so motivating. Like I see you out there and it just makes me smile to see you out there running. And he's gotta be, um, if not 80 or close to it. Oh. Uh, and he runs every day. It doesn't matter the weather. Like, uh, I saw him one morning, which he usually runs. I know the time he runs. He runs around 3 o'clock every day. And uh, when it was hotter, so he'd go in the morning because it was too hot in the afternoon. Um, Ed Whitlock, like he, you know, he ran until he basically died. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, so I think people that if it's part of your lifestyle and uh, habit, as Satch would say, um, you're going to do it as long as you can do it. So obviously if I have to deal with that bridge at some point, then I will, but I, I think I'll run until um, I either don't need to anymore, which I don't mm -hmm. see that happening uh, or I can't. And, and that would be because my legs fallen off or yeah. something. And even then you've got yeah. no excuse either. Have you to be fair? No, 
No, if Terry Fox can do it, so can I. Exactly. And from the sounds of it, thank you very much, Laurie. It sounds like I've just met my ideal running partner when I come to Canada because it was going to be neither, <laughs> neither of you two, so that's fine. All right. <laughs> so, Batman and I are going to be on a first name basis, I swear to God. Yep. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sachin, what about you? Um, what happens yeah. when you, you get to an age and like your body either says you can't run anymore, Sachin, or you think it's time to finish? Why would I even think of that? I don't, I don't know. Like when you finish your <laughs> run across Canada. Uh, my question is, why would anyone want to think they can't do something? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Hey, look, I don't know. But you I'll, had to know that was coming. Oh, yeah, I did. No, but really, like, um, why would I create anxiety in my own head and think about 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road that I might not maybe be able to run? What am I going to do if that maybe doesn't happen? You know what I mean? Like, why would I do that? Yeah. I'm doing something now. And I'm having a blast doing it. If it isn't running, and this is not me thinking ahead, but if I'm not running, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm yeah do something. Sure. Yeah. It's always going to be something. Look, I mean, my mentor, Sean Taylor, he's 60, and he still rides six, seven hours in the mountains. And he's still a badass as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, there's no – and ultra-endurance athletes actually get better with age. Yeah. That's true. You know, that, that's, a, that's a real thing. Because it takes time to develop that mental fortitude to be able to go 100, 150K yeah. or 200 or whatever it is, right? So, you know, I would urge anybody who's listening to this, don't even think that. Yeah. Don't, don't even think that way. You're already creating a way out. Yeah. All right. Laurie, no last, <laughs> question, last question for you. Somebody starting up running in the new year, what's the one piece of advice you'd give them? Don't give up and start slow because yep. – People that go gung-ho are usually quit because they get uh, discouraged. Yep. So don't give up and just one day at a time. Yep. Sachin, what would you? What advice would you give somebody who's maybe... Figure out why you're doing it first. Yep. Why you're doing it for why you want to get fit first. First yep. define that. Because mm -hmm. if you don't define that, you're not going to get started. Yep. Define why you want to do it, number one. Number two, start. And number three, be accountable to someone or something. Yeah. Then you'll then you'll succeed. If it's either that or you don't. Boom. And on that note, thank you, my friends. So if you want to keep seeing the running adventures of Laurie and Sachin, then make sure that you follow them on Instagram. And for Sachin, that's Instagram and YouTube. So Laurie is at the coffee cop. That's all one word, at the coffee cop on Instagram and Twitter. And Sachin Latty is Sach S A C H dot in dot motion on instagram and on youtube make sure you go and follow them they're certainly some inspirational human beings thanks for listening but please do constable brian and i a favor and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next cappuccino podcast real people real stories